Play action. Cousins. Thielen. He's got it. Inside the five. Cousins throws. Pass is caught for the win. Kyle Rudolph and the Vikings are moving on. Start with the Vikings, I guess, as good as any team to start with. Dan, yeah. if you want to do some of the free agent acquisitions, any big moves in the offseason, yes. All right, so let me just lift off some free agent additions. Uh, we have Michael Pierce, defensive tackle, Anthony Zettel, defensive end, uh, Tazay Sharp at wide receiver, Dan Bailey, re-signed, not really an addition, Amir Abdullah, re-signed, uh, Rashad Hill at guard, Dakota Dozier at re-signed, Brett Jones re-signed. Um, they also lost in free agency. They lost Trey Waynes. Linval Joseph, two-time pro, bowl, two pro bowler, uh, Stephen Weatherly, uh, Mackenzie Alexander, Xavier Rhodes, Rhodes man, three-time pro bowler for his team, uh, all-pro selection, Andrew Sendejo, uh, Deron Pierce, Laquan Treadwell, uh, and then a few highlights of the draft. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, which we might have missed out on. But, you know, I, I think it was big for them, yeah. Um, Jeff Gladney, very important acquisition there. Um, other than that, they had a lot of draft picks. Um, and it almost seemed like they were just trying to, like, pick some people they, that they might groom into roles. Uh, and some of them they just might not sign. But uh, – Few important things as well. Uh, Everson Griffin, uh, huge part of their defense, uh, is not signed yet anywhere, but he is older, uh, but also a very important leader in their defense. They lost him. Uh, who knows? They might resign him, but as of now, that's not happening. And another headline there: Dalvin Cook is holding out right now, so we don't. That might affect the season in some way. So that is about it for the Vikings acquisitions and losses. Okay. And also just one more thing I want to point out, which I'm going to reference multiple times in my prediction. The Vikings also lost their head coach, their offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, who is now the Browns head coach. So I just want people to remember that too. Yes, Ian, I'm sure you're happy, but you might be happy for the Browns, but you got to recognize what a loss that is for the Vikings. Kevin Stefanski had some great offense. That won't affect Captain Kirk. He's good. Dang. All right, we're just going to pretend I didn't hear that. All right. Well, let's get into it, I guess. So, you know, I'm going off the assumption that Cook is holding out. By the way, when I do my schedule prediction for the Vikings, I think Ian's going with the fact that he will play, so you'll see some different big differences probably there. But, yeah, let's get it. So, first game, boys. Opening day versus the Packers. Vikings are at home. I have them taking the L, honestly. And a lot of this has more to do, aside from what I just said about the Vikings minuses, a lot of this, for me, has more to do with what I think the Packers will be this year. Because it's Matt LaFleur's second year. Aaron Rodgers has had more time to gel in the system. Possibly, I've heard a lot of hope for one of two guys in the Packers wide receiving court. What is it? Marquez Valdez-Scantling? And that other dude, Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. <laughs> Alan Lazard, bro. Devin Funches, I think, they just signed to be a deep threat, like veteran wide out. But like, he's a good I know. Yeah. So, again, though, 
a lot of that has more a lot of the reasons I have the Vikings losing this game has more to do with why I think the Packers will be good than it does with why I think the Vikings will be bad. And also, like you said, Dan, they drafted Jeff Gladney in the first round because their secondary is not it's declined a lot over recent years. So and if we're gonna talk and obviously on the ground you have Aaron Jones to light you off, but like do you really want to put Aaron? Do you really want to say Aaron Rodgers is going to go against a depleted secondary and say he is not going to win? Like, obviously, our birds being the exception last year, but like, uh, I know Ian. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get it. So, like, all right, Dan. I mean, what do you got to say on this first game? Um. So what I got to say, obviously, I have bi- bias towards the Packers. Um. I do agree with most of your points. I I do think the Vikings are probably going to lose this one. Um, I mean, I, you think about like the, the Packers offense against the, the somewhat declined, uh, Vikings defense, the Packers just look a lot better. Um, obviously the, the Packers have had trouble on offense with not having a number two receiver. Um, but they seem to have sort of filled that role with Devin Funches or what Alan Lazard might be or Scantling might be, um, so, honestly, their offense looks a lot better. And their defense is very underrated, I would say, in the Packers. Uh, I mean, they have a pretty solid secondary. Uh, and their linebacker group is really good, uh, very good defensive ends. Um, Smith brothers don't play. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. But, uh, they like, I, obviously, I don't want to get into the Packers too much because we're not talking about them right now. But the Vikings um, – I mean, it, a lot of this schedule does depend if Dalvin Cook plays because he does change this, the game a lot when he's yeah. on the field. Um, now obviously, like, Ke- uh, Kirk Cousins is, like, handing the ball off to him. So, like, it, it's not like – yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's not like the offense is completely running off of Cook because Kirk obviously has Adam Thielen right now. Losing Stephon Diggs is a big deal, but he didn't get thrown to that much last year. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so, I mean, you do have that veteran tight end in Kyle Rudolph. Um, obviously you get Justin Jefferson, um, and Taze, Taze, uh, Sharp. I mean, it, it was, it's supposed to help for the loss of Stefan Diggs, but like, I, I wasn't too impressed with what he did on the Titans. Um, especially after chancing it in fantasy football with them and coming up with duds every single week, but. You know, that, that's that's besides the point. Um, yeah, like, I I really do see, like, especially opening week and no preseason, these guys are coming out off of, like, no competition in the preseason, just straight out of practice and going into a game. I just think the Packers have, like, more of an experienced team right now to be able to win. And, I mean, the Vikings losing their offensive head coach, like, that's going to be – a rough time for them, I guess, <laughs> against the Packers defense. So, all right, Ian, last one, go for it. All right, so I actually have my. I'm gonna be honest. I have a lot of bias towards the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. So just bear with me. All right, um, go for it, my man. Out of the way, quick. But I do have the Vikings winning this game because, though I am gonna be honest, I'm not that high on Matt Lafleur because if you look at his schedule. He really had kind of an easy break. Um, also, I know I know I bring him up all the time on the podcast, but I do think he's a really smart guy at times when he's not calling out Baker Mayfield. 
Um, Colin Cowherd, like, break, breaks down kind of Matt LaFleur's offense. And, like, usually what will happen is it starts out very simple, and then Aaron Rodgers is really kind of the one who makes, makes a lot of the changes to it. And, you know, it's good because, like, you know, it works really because of Aaron Rodgers, and that's probably why they hired LaFleur, just because he's kind of like Aaron Rodgers' yes-man. Um, but I just – I'm not a big Matt LaFleur guy. He got a pretty good break last year in terms of schedule. If you look at it, they had a really, really, really easy schedule. Um, not saying the Packers aren't good, so please don't take it like, you know, whatever. But also, I just like them a little better because the Vikings are just better at when they play at home. Um, I think it's nice that you have Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins have a really strong connection and good relationship. Same with Kyle. Like, you're going to be able to utilize Kyle Rudolph more now that Stephon Biggs is gone. Also, Thielen's going to get to shine a little bit more. I think you're going to try and put Justin Jefferson on the outside just because he has that that speed that you might need, even though he's more of a slot guy. I think they're going to utilize like they're going to utilize Thielen more in the slot and just kind of use Jefferson's speed to stretch the field out, which I think is going to help them a lot. Um, also, it's just kind of nice having an experienced coach in Mike Zimmer. Um, heading the offense, it, the loss of Kevin Stefanski, I think, will be a, a an impact loss. But I trust Mike Zimmer to get someone good in there. Um, as to where Matt Floor Lafleur, second year coaching after a pandemic is going to be really, really difficult, especially because he's get he's going up against a much more difficult schedule than he went up against last year. And I think it's going to be a bit of a shock, and that's why I have the Vikings in this one. And also, I'm assuming Dalvin Cook is not holding out, by the way. Which right. is also the Packers' run defense. No offense, Dan. They run. They they can't really stop the run. So that's that's, that's mainly why I have them winning as well. Is because Dalvin Cook is so dominant at like you know, especially when he get is at home. So that's also why I have them winning. I got you. All solid takes, boys. All right, the next game. At Colts, I have them also taking the L. This is, again, less is what I have to do with why. Less to do with the Vikings, more to do with the Colts. For those of you who haven't seen it repeated on our podcast over and over by me, the Colts had an amazing draft. And, like, the real only X factor they have left on their team is Phillip Rivers. And I still think that he can be, like, a decent piece for them. I still think he can, like, hold his own. I still think he can make a lot of the good throws, which he's been making over his career. And honestly, I do think the fact this is at Indianapolis is also why I lean toward the Colts. If this had been at Minneapolis, I think I would have taken the Vikings in this one. But the fact it's away, they'll be coming off a tough loss to the Packers at home in my schedule. I think they'll be a bit demoralized. I think the Colts really will catch them slipping. I think they'll be one of those shocker teams this year for a lot of people. Yeah. So, go, Dan. Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm pretty high on the Colts this year. Um, I've always been, like, a semi, like, Colts fan. I'm not, like, a huge follower of them. But, like, Andrew Luck was the man. Like, I loved watching him. Obviously, R.I.P. Andrew Luck. R.I.P. Yeah. Ever since he's gone, like, the Colts haven't been the same, obviously. And – now that you have Philip Rivers' experienced veteran quarterback, uh, honestly, a pretty solid O-line, Quentin Nelson being a beast. 
Um, like I, I see success for the Colts this year. Um, and they, like you said, Sanjay, their, their draft was really good, uh, to put it beyond words there. Like, like I, I just can't imagine having the Eagles that good of a draft, but you know, <laughs> like I, I just see, I just see, it really is more about the Colts here and the fact that the Colts are at home, um, they're not necessarily going to be gelled yet, but I think they have fairly, like, they they can fire on all cylinders on offense. Like, they can just go. They have T.Y. Hill, Marlon Mack. Uh, I mean, Michael Pittman's going to be in the offense, I'm sure. Um, they just have, like, a bunch of weapons on offense. Um, and their defense is, honestly, I think one of the underrated defenses in the league as well. Um, they... They really do have a solid group of guys there. And, I mean, I think this will be a really close game, to be honest with you. Um, and yet again, obviously, it does depend on Dalvin Cook. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I, I do think the Colts will take this one in a close game. All right. Yeah, finish the job, bro. So, I, I love the Colts because my uncle – Brad, shout out Uncle Brad, is from Indianapolis. So this is a tough one for me to pick, but um, I am going to go with the Vikings here. If And the only reason I'm going with the Vikings is solely because if Phillip Rivers were there for just another season, or even if we just didn't have a pandemic, I would have given it to the Colts 100%. Frank Reich was the former AC for the Eagles. Frank Reich, I miss you. Is a brilliant offensive mind. Um, but I think what, what just holds me back is that, like, Philip Rivers is a smart guy, and but I think he needs to – he needs time to work with the receivers, which he's not really going to get much of. Um, all, cause, and also, I think he just needs to kind of learn – um, Reich's scheme kind of in in game and in practice, which again, he's not going to have much time to do. And even if you told me this game were like week 11, I would have given you the Colts. But I think it's just the fact that it's so early and time is just not on Philip Rivers' side in terms, not in terms of age, because I still think he's got it. I still think he's a good QB. I mean, he had, he went from a top three worst offensive line to a top three best offensive line. So, like, clearly the man still has talent, I, I think. But um, the, the thing that just holds me back is just the fact that he didn't – this will be very early on in his relationship with Frank Reich. And, again, with what with the pandemic? Even if there was no pandemic, I would have given this game to the Colts. But it's solely because they just won't, he just won't have time to work with that offense. Like, I don't think I'll have enough time. So I gave it to the Vikings for that reason. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, that sums up pretty well. Going on to our next game, we got first is the Titans, as you can see, boys, at home. I have the Vikings taking the W against the Titans. For all the reasons you've said so far, Ian, like whether the Vikings still do have a good piece, a good like percentage of their offense intact. Whether or not Cook holds out, I honestly think they win this game. Don't get me wrong, the Titans defense is solid. But to me, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be exposed a little bit. I think teams are going to stack the box all the way through a lot more against Henry than they did last year. 
last year if you see it sometimes teams will try to bail out sometimes on the longer downs and Henry will just break open like a huge run against those not sack bosses. I think that's disappearing for him. I think teams are going to make Ryan Tannehill throw this year. I think he got overpaid a little bit with that contract. I'm going to be honest. I was really surprised when the Titans went that much in on him after just like what? Six games? It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. But like I just don't really believe too much in the Titans this year. And again, this being home at Minnesota, all the reasons you said, Thielen and Kirk Cousins do have that built-up connection. Whereas Tannehill still, even though he played for a few games, obviously, and he practiced for a year with the Titans, he's still relatively new to that offense. Like, I just don't, I don't see the Titans coming out with this win. I think they'll fight because they're the Titans, but I think the Vikings take this one. Dan? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you you said most of my points on this one. I'm not going to lie. I I think... No, no, it's it's all good. I think the Titans will be a solid team. Uh, I don't think they're going to do what they did last year and just surprise everyone. Um, not to, like, bash on Ryan Tannehill or anything, like, but he's not anything too special. I, I'm not, it, it's, it really was the fact that, like, you know, Mariota was in the offense for much longer and Tannehill came in halfway through the year and no one has film on him for the past few years. And no one's seen him in this Titans offense. So, I mean, he Tannehill's uh, play in this Titans offense, I mean, maybe it makes him a better QB, but I don't see him changing all that much. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the, the lack of, like, offensive weapons be- besides Derrick Henry is, is kind of sad. Like, I mean, you got, like, uh, I can't remember, A.J. Brown, is it? A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown, which is a stud. But, like, other than that, like, who are you looking at? Like, I don't see anyone else on this offense that's going to, like, really burn anyone on the Vikings defense. Uh, and I really do don't – the Titans defense is very average as well. I, I really do see, like, the Titans being, like, an 8-8 eight eight kind of team. Like, they're they're going to be at 500, and that's what they're going to do. Like, they're, they're not going to get in the playoffs. Um, and I, I really do think the Vikings are, are definitely a much better team, put together team. Uh, and at this point, like you, you know, Kirk Cousins has his weapons. He has D-line, Rudolph, and assuming Dalvin Cook, uh, they're just going to be, they're going to look like a better team at this point. Assuming. All right. Go. Yeah. For all the reasons you guys said, I don't want to take up too much time with it. I mean, you guys hit it right on the head. Also, just wanted to add one thing in. Um, Derrick Henry always, 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 always starts out the season really slow. Like he, he's not like full Derrick Henry till about week eight. So for that reason, I have to give, I have to give it to the Vikings. Like, because Derrick Henry, I think we can all agree, pretty much is their entire offense. And they, they and they own that. The Titans completely own that. And Derrick Henry, I have not seen him come off to a hot start in any season yet. And I don't have any reason to believe that he's going to again this season. It seems like he always just picks, like, upwards. Um, so, yeah, for that reason, you, cook or no cook, 
Um, even though I'm assuming Cook, but Cook or no Cook, I think they got this in five. Agreed. I think that's the first game that we've all agreed on that they're being outside. Yeah. But yeah. All right. At Texans. I was very iffy about this one. This to me is a competition of whose offense can outthrow the other offense. And I really wanted to give it to the magic man I call Deshaun Watson. But I gave it to you boys. I gave it to the Vikings. Yeah, I just think yeah, while the now the Texans have like really speedy receivers, I think the loss of the number one in DeAndre Hopkins. I just I think Bill O'Brien – Bill O'Brien should be counted as a minus against whatever team he is on. Absolutely. I'm so – so I'm uh, – got – honestly, I hope Bill O'Brien better send Deshaun Watson the best, like, bonuses, like, for how many times he saved his job. Like, I just don't believe in the Texans this year. He cares. I think he would still leave. He does not like him at all. And <laughs> – I, I hope Deshaun doesn't get broken until, like, he gets out of there. But, like, what's it called? I'm really – I really don't believe too much in the Texans this year. I believe they'll still get wins because, again, Deshaun Watson is that guy. But I really think especially their secondary has started to, like, suffer a bit more over recent years. I think the Vikings will throw. And they will – Cook doesn't hold out. By the way, I do want to point this out. We've been saying a lot about Cook holding out. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Alexander Madison's also in this offense, right? Yeah. So, like, he's been, he was a solid back last year as well. And I think he'll honestly fill, like, maybe, like, I think it's safe to say he'll fill, like, 70% of the role Cook has there. So, like, even if Cook holds out, I think Madison can, like, suffice a little bit. And I think they walk out of Houston with a W. All right, Ian, why don't you go second on this one? Follow this time. We'll shift things. All right, yeah, I I have to agree with you. I think I think that the Vikings will win this one because, to be quite honest, no slight at Deshaun Watson at all. I think he's pretty upset with Bill O'Brien. I think he feels like Bill O'Brien kind of slighted him, which I can totally understand. Um, I don't think he's going to throw games, but I think you're going to see Deshaun Watson's frustration. And also, Brandon Cooks, not a notorious receiver for staying healthy at all, usually gets injured for, like, multiple games. Not saying it will happen here, but um, also you have Will Fuller, also an incredibly injury-prone receiver. I mean, he's lucky if he plays, like, eight games a year. I'm talking, like, that injury-prone. And then you lost – or not you lost. And then you have Kenny Stills, who's like a good deep threat. I'm not really that high on him. I think when they traded away, um, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know why I blanked there. When they traded DeAndre Hopkins, I think that's when Deshaun Watson, Watson instantly decided he wanted out of Houston. So, yeah, I think he'll play out the rest of his contract. But I think you're going to see his frustration this season. Also, not to mention the fact that um, your only, literally your only good lineman is Laramie Tunsil. I love Laramie Tunsil, but he is the only piece on your line. And Deshaun Watson, especially with Daniil Hunter, and then if you want to get Harrison Smith blitzing in, it's going to be ridiculous. So, for that, and also, I'll take Mike Zimmer over Bill O'Brien literally any day of the week. I mean, come on. Yeah, um, I'm taking you over Bill O'Brien. I, I would take, 
I would take friggin' uh, I would take the janitor over Bill O'Brien. That's, <laughs> that's how terrible I think he is. But um, yeah, for those reasons, I I just think the 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 Vikings walk away with this one. All right, Dan. Yeah, uh, Vikings taking the dub, man. I mean, it's unbelievable that you would get rid of like probably top three wide receiver in the league. Why would you trade that away? Your only weapon for Deshaun Watson. I I wouldn't see – that's like – that's literally like if all of a sudden they wanted to trade Devontae Adams from – for Aaron – like away from Aaron Rodgers. Like why in, in the world would you want to yeah. do that? Um, it, it doesn't make any sense. But I honestly don't see any matchup on the Texans like – whole team that that the Vikings like can't beat like they, the Vikings like on paper literally look better uh, like no matter what yeah um, obviously they have the advantage of coaching their offense just look is gonna look a lot better I mean I don't know if the Texans are trying to go for an imitation of the Chiefs offense about speed but like you just don't have the right people for that uh, all all way too injury prone uh, and people that haven't really shown out in their career. Um, and their Texans defense, nothing too special besides, like, D-line, I think, uh, which still is, you know, you know, Vikings have a very solid o- offensive line. Not going to be too much trouble for Kirk. Uh, so, overall, Vikings just going to take the dub. I got you. So, now we just finished up that Texans game. Going into at Seattle, we now have another dub. I I don't I don't see how the Vikings could pull this off in Seattle. Russell Wilson is crazy. DK Metcalf is crazy. As much as I know you don't like him, Ian, you gotta admit, he's become a good wide out in the NFL. Yeah, he's so good at only running in a straight line. I completely agree with you. <clears throat> okay. Aside from that Still have boys. They still have Lockett, right? They do still have Lockett. Still have I'm Lockett. a big fan of. I love Ty Lockett. Lockett is a clutch veteran QB, not QB wide receiver, <laughs> but like that boy Russell Wilson. I just believe in him. And obviously, Pete Carroll is very defensively minded head coach. I think he'll scheme something up for Kirk. And even though their defense has depleted, obviously in recent years, I still think at Seattle that the Hawks walk out with this double. All right, Dan? Yeah, um, man, I just, like, you can't bet against Russell Wilson. It's very hard to. Like, Russell Wilson just makes magic. I don't know how. He just always does. Uh, I I really do think, like, Pete Carroll does kind of have the coaching advantage. Um, he is a mastermind as well as, I mean, obviously Mike Zimmer is experienced, but uh, – I really do think the Seahawks have the advantage here with the QB, uh, with their offensive weapons. Um, defense isn't as good as it used to be, like Sanjay said, but I think they can hold their own against D-line. Uh, so I, I overall do think the Seahawks will win. Well, I have to disagree. I'm just kidding. No, I think the <laughs> I think the I, the, I come on. I'd be wrong for that one. I'd be a total moron to say that the Seahawks wouldn't win this one. Sanjay, to your point, I just want to take a shot at DK Metcalf. I do think he has good hands, but I think I do think he's blazingly fast. 
he just can't change direction at all. That's that's my that's my knock on DK Metcalf. But um, yeah, I I mean for all the reasons you said, Russell Wilson's the magic man. Ty Lockett's an experienced veteran. Pete Carroll's a great defensive head coach, and he's got a. I'm sure he's going to put some scheme together that's going to shut down Dalvin Cook on the run and also lock up um, Thielen and uh, Rudolph and then kind of force him to go to Jefferson, which I don't think will go too well. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, again, another one we all agreed on. I think we'll also all agree on this next one, too. At home versus the Falcons. That's a W. I don't really have much else to say aside from Falcons just have not put together recently. And for those of you who think the Falcons are in a win-now state, I don't really know what to say. I think they're just in a rebuild. Like, I don't understand why they drafted a corner in the first round while rebuilding. That is a win-now move, but I don't see how the Vikings – I don't see how the Falcons could win this one outside of the Vikings choking it. So I'm just going to take it there. Yeah, Ian? Yeah, I, the Falcons, look, uh, Dan Quinn's a terrible head coach. I don't think they have a good defensive line. I don't think they have a good secondary. You drafted C.J. Henderson, big friggin' whoop. Um, like, you know, you're wasting Calvin Ridley, who I think it could have been a, a complete stud. Like, I really do. I think he could have been a complete stud who – he was already a number two when you drafted him. I think he could have turned into a number one. You could have had two number ones on your team. Like, that's how good I think Calvin Ridley is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're wasting Julio Jones. And to be quite honest, that, like, Todd Gurley has arthritis. And I'm sorry, Todd Gurley. I absolutely love you, but it's not the same. And, like, it's not the same Todd Gurley. So. All right. Dan? Yeah, I mean, you you could make the case that the Falcons' offense is technically better, but, like, they're just not put together. I mean, you guys said it. Like, there is just no no sense of a winning team right here. Uh, I mean, you know, if Todd Gurley is back to form, you're looking at a solid team, but, like, I just don't see anything really happening. Like, you lost Austin Hooper as well, which is, like, all-star tight end. Um, defense is just absolutely trash. Like, there's just – you can do anything against them. Uh, and there's there's no significant person on defense that I would be worried about stopping my offense. So, I the, – the Vikings just have a W here. Easy win. I got you. Hey, sorry about the quick file pop-up, guys. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Next, we have bye week. That's blah. And then here – the Vikings have to go to Lambeau in Week Ten. Ian, you gotta recognize. I picked the Packers at home versus the Vikings. I'm not taking the Vikings versus the Packers in Lambeau. All right, go Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's at Lambeau. Like, I I just gotta take the win. Like, it's just gonna happen. Uh, week Ten too. Week Ten too. Yeah, like at this point, like. Rodgers is firing on all cylinders, and he is just going to – I'm saying – no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say Super Bowl. But that let's not, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. But, no, like, I, I really do think at this point, like, Rodgers does have his offense down. And, uh, like, like I, I've said before, their defense is pretty solid. I, I think this will be a closer game than, uh, than I might want it to be. Uh, just because, like, the Vikings now have time, they've been groomed. Uh, I, I feel like Justin Jefferson might be more involved in the offense at this point. Um, 
and as well as having like Gladney getting some more experience. I don't think I assume that Gladney's probably going to get the work of Devontae Adams, uh, which might not go well. But I mean, at this point, he's going to have a solid experience. Like if you look at the schedule, he's he's if he's going to be the number one corner, he's going to be facing Julio, Tyler Lockett, uh, Devontae Adams in week one. T.Y. Hilton, like, he's going to be getting some good wide receivers to play against. Uh, so hopefully he has some experience at this point. But I, I think this will be a close one. But, I mean, Packers at home, it's a win. I, I was only laughing because I was really debating about just going on, like, a three-minute tirade about why I disagree. But <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even keep a straight face. because <laughs> I, I would have been lying straight to you guys. Of course I think the Packers are going to win. <laughs> I, I'm, I may be biased, but I'm also a realist. Um, I think it'll be a little close, but, like, you know, if Dalvin Cook, if they have Dalvin Cook, I think it'll be a close game. But Aaron Jones just comes alive late in the season. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones in particular, um, not saying Aaron Rodgers doesn't get exponentially better when the season goes deeper and deeper. But – um Aaron Jones just gets just gets so good, especially at Lambeau. Um, I mean, I had him on my fantasy team last year, and it was late in the season at Lambeau. He, I was like, oh, I'm getting 30 points this week from Aaron Jones. So like, they they just come alive, especially at Lambeau later in the season. I I had to say Packers there. That was the only reason I was laughing. Out, I was really debating <laughs> going on like a complete joke, but I couldn't. I got you. I got you. So. Versus Lions at home. I have this as a W. Like, I just, you could give, like, I get it. Stafford's a decent QB. But, again, just the same case as the Falcons to me. The Lions are in a full rebuild. They have, like, a decent team. And they're almost to the point where they're stuck in, like, no man's land of, like, not bad team, not good team, just, like, below average. And, like, that, if you ask me, is one of the worst places to be in the NFL, and I think they're there. Yeah. So, I and at home to, yeah, I think the Vikings take the W. Yeah, short answer. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with you. Uh, oh wait, did you say Dan or Ian? I said Dan. You're good oh, though. Sorry, no, no, no. Go ahead, Dan. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I my ears. Go ahead. You're good. Um, yeah, I mean, Lions are definitely not anything super special. Uh, like I I said before the podcast, like. Looking at doing a little bit more research, Lions are looking to have a pretty solid defense, but like it's just not—they're not all there. They're not all put together. Um, and I mean, the Vikings just are a better team on paper as well. Like, it, it really is about the the fact on paper, like their matchups. Like, it's just a much better team. Uh, and to mention, like the loss of Darius Slay in that trade, like. They have no number one corner that's going to lock down Adam D-line. Like, there's just no way. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll get into it more probably in the Lions schedule. But, like, they they definitely do look better than they were last season. But they're it's just not going to turn out how they want it with their schedule. Okay. Yeah, I – Dan, I'm so sorry about that. I was just not – You're good. I, I was – my ears – Okay, anyway, um, so, look, the Lions are just not put together 
enough for me. I love Matt Stafford, and I think he's such a criminally underrated quarterback. And I can't wait until he's a free agent next season because then he can finally get out of the pit of like below, just below average that the Lions are in. Um, so I, I, I like Matt Stafford. I like I love DeAndre Swift. I love um, Carry on Johnson as running back. So like they're just not complete. They're just kind of like a bunch of decent pieces kind of thrown together at a board. Matt Patricia, I think, is one of the like a terrible head coach. I mean, the guy. Not to be mean to Matt Patricia, the guy's a moron. Like that's all he is. Sorry. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's a lot to be said, but yeah, going into week, not week twelve. Oh, I've realized the numbers I've lined up to it are not the week count. So my bad earlier about the week count. But next you have at Bears. Honestly, I think this is Soldier Field, second half of the season. And I think people give Nagy a lot of heat for last year, saying he's kind of like a one-year wonder. I think he really will have a bounce back year. And I also think that Foles being in the Bears offense is going to help a lot. Because personally, I think he takes the job over for Bisky. And I think his style is more – I think his style is a lot more conducive to what Nagy wants to do in his offense. Because let's, let's see. Trubisky can't make all the throws. And as much as I know Nick can be streaky, because as Birds fans here, we all know Nick can be streaky. God bless him. He won us that Super Bowl but he is a streaky quarterback. And I just don't see, though, how, again, at Soldier Field, this is at home, I'd probably definitely take the Vikings, as I do later in the season. But, like, at Soldier Field this time, I think if Nick Foles has won the starting job by now, he'll have some time in the offense. I think Nagy's going to really have a bounce back here as a coach. And, obviously, the Bears defense, Ian. The Bears defense comes to play like yeah that's it all right Ian why don't you lead off now all right so I I have them losing here as well if it were at Minneapolis I would take I I would take uh Minnesota no question in my opinion but just for the sole fact that like you get Chicago gets cold around this time of year the bear the bears added uh crap what's his name Quinn Robert Quinn on their D-line as if it already wasn't good enough. They still have, they have a great secondary. They have a, like, Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack are so lethal. And at, just at the Bears, like, I just feel like home field advantage is really what gives the Bears the edge here. All right, Dan, close out. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's is their the Bears defense is just honestly really really good. Uh, they they have been for the past like two years I I think, um, and that's that's what they're known for pretty much. Like their offense hasn't been anything spectacular. Um, I don't think Foles is the answer, but I think he's going to be better than Mitch, and I think he will win the job. Um, but yeah, overall. Bears are going to take the dub here. Uh, it's definitely home field advantage, I believe, is going to be the ultimate factor here. But, yeah, I, I don't see the Vikings winning this one. I got you. And now, next, going into versus Cowboys at home. And I 
desperately, I desperately wanted to say that the Vikings would win this one. I really did, Ian. I really did want to say the Vikings would win this one at home late in the season. Like, I can't. I can't. As much as I have beef with the Cowboys, and obviously, RIP the CD Lamb pick. We have plenty of rants, previous history of this podcast, if you want to watch that. We're not going to get into that here. But, like, the Cowboys are an offensive juggernaut. Honestly, and this doesn't even matter. And Dak Prescott signed his franchise tag. He's going to play this year, so that question mark is gone. Like, they just have too much firepower, man, for what I think is going to be a subpar Vikings secondary. I think they're just going to air the ball out. I really think. And McCarthy being the head coach now, we all know he knows how to put together a high, a like high power throwing offense like he did with Rodgers. He can definitely do that for Dak with the weapons they have there now. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. I don't even know who else are their wideouts now. Like bottom line, doesn't even matter. Like just that enough by itself should be enough. Like there's just a lot. There's too much firepower on the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys even in Minneapolis. Ian, you can tell me if you disagree, bro. I want to. I really want to. But I think this game is won by shootout. And because the Vi- – not the Vikings. The Cowboys lost a lot of their defensive pieces. They lost Robert Quinn on the D-line, who was a great D-line. You lost Byron Jones, who was your only really lockdown corner. You, um, you know, all you really have on that defense is pretty much Dexter Lawrence and Leighton Vander Esch. And, you know, I think they still have Sean Lee, but he probably won't see the field, I wouldn't imagine. Um, but when I, and just in terms of sheer firepower, Dak does not have to be, like, I will take Kirk Cousins over Dak every single day of the week. I don't think Dak is special at all. But the thing that that just keeps me there is that, like, Dak doesn't need to be good because he just has greatness around him. He has Gallup, Cooper, and CD. Like, how can you not – how can someone not catch the ball is how I – like, that's literally how I feel. So, for the same reasons as you, Sanjay, I have to take the Vikings. Thanks. Before going to you, Dan, I just want to point out – that's how good their offense is. I literally forgot Amari Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Right. Go, bro. Um, yeah, I, I I would desperately want the Vikings to win this one, being an Eagles fan, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, all the points that you guys have said. Um, and I, I think a good point to, to point out here for a sec uh, is that there's always a question about who's better, Carson Wentz or Dak. <laughs> I, Honestly, I don't know why that is a question for some reason, but put Carson Wentz into what Dak is doing right now, his whole situation. Carson Wentz is probably going to be a two-time MVP. He's going to be insane. Sorry, big prediction there if that were to happen. But, like, well, don't worry. Like this is, this is what I don't understand, the fact that, like, Dak has all of these weapons, and he <laughs> – he just can't excel. Like, I, it's, so, it's so bad. Sorry, that's besides the point. We're talking about the Vikings here. But, you know, just had to get that out real quick. Um, yeah, honestly, like, the, the Cowboys just have much more offensive power. Um, 
even though Dak is subpar, I, the the Cowboys are going to take this. The defense of the Vikings is not going to hold up against, you know, Coop, uh, CD, and Michael Gallup. And also Zeke for that question. Zeke is a good back, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I, the Cowboys are going to take this one here. Yeah. And next one versus the Panthers at home. Ian, I know you're going to disagree with me about this one. I completely do, but go ahead. I'm biased towards the Panthers. I'll admit it. Those of you who don't know, I like watching the Panthers on the side. But wait, hear me out, okay? Every season, there's a team which comes out as a shocker. And they're not as much as expected from them. And they just string together a few surprise wins out of nowhere, you know? Like last year, that was the Titans. They just strung together a few wins. I'm not saying the Panthers will go anywhere nearly as far as the Titans. Well, I'm just saying, I think the Panthers are one of those shocker teams this year where a team will sleep on them, in this case, Minnesota at home, and they'll just come out with the dub. Like aside from, what's it called? Their defense always hasn't been good, even though Luke Keekley retired. Hmm. Gonna miss that, man. But like, I just think honestly that like the Panthers will be one of those shocking teams and like, Honestly, if Christian McCaffrey ever learns how to play quarterback, he'll basically have, like, become an entire offense by himself. So, I'm just saying, like, I think the Panthers are one of those shocking teams. I don't have much logic behind this one, aside from, like, my gut feeling that, yeah. All right, go, Dan. Oh, man. I, I like, I love the Panthers mainly because of McCaffrey. Um, and he, he really is a stud. Um, and... Obviously, I, I think this is a game like McCaffrey is just going to go off like every other game. But I don't really think there's anyone else on the Panthers offense that can necessarily, you know, outdo the Vikings secondary. Um, I mean, Curtis Samuel is solid. DJ Moore is, has become a better receiver, but I don't think he's not he, – he's not, like, amazing. I think Teddy does give your offense a boost. But uh, I, I just don't think they can beat the Vikings. Um, I mean, it would be kind of cool to see Teddy get a win against his former team. But I, I just don't think. I, I think the Vikings take this one. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sante. I don't know. I mean, they, they are not a complete team. You have a brand-new head coach who I don't like at all, to be completely honest with you. I'm not a Matt Rule fan. And he's an offensive – or not an offensive – He's a defensive head coach, and all they really have on their line is the guy they drafted, I believe, Derek Brown. Is that right? Yeah. All they drafted was Derek Brown, and, like, I don't – like, the loss of Luke Keekley, I feel like, was a massive one. And I think – is it Eric Reed? He's still on the team, right? Yeah. Team. Yeah. Eric Reed. Eric so. Reed's good. He's getting older. Um, I, they're just not a complete team. They don't have any – you have a new QB, new head coach. Like, it's going to be a totally different system, even without the pandemic. Like, it's it, – they're doing a complete overhaul on that team. And I just can't see – especially at home. I, I mean, even if they were away, I'd give the Vikings a chance. But especially at home, I just can't see them losing this. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I definitely be a little bit biased that one. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. All right. Next, I'm going to just do the next two combined. You can tell me if you disagree. I don't think you'll disagree. 
versus Jaguars at home. That's a W. That's that's a W. And then at Buccaneers, I have them taking the alien. For like quick reasoning, I don't really think there needs to be any reasoning said about the Jaguars. I just think that's like saying one plus one equals two. But like, if you really want a short spiel, they suck. That's my spiel. And then for the Buccaneers, I think by this time, Brady's had time to really gel in an offense. I think the rest of the receivers have really synced up to him. And you see him out there practicing with them even now. So he's already starting to get that synergy. I think by whatever week this is late in the season, they really get it all together and they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. You boys can just go one, two with that. Dan, if you want to lead off and just tell me if you disagree. Um, I will agree. Uh, Jags is a definite win. No problem there. Uh, Bucks, I could honestly see the Vikings winning this just because just because the Bucks don't really have a defense like at all. Um, but the the problem is uh, it would be a shootout and I wouldn't really take Tom Brady or Kirk Cousins for a shootout. I'm not going to lie. I I just don't see them lasting that long like I uh but I mean, you you do think about the Bucks offense. I, it's just insane. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, even though they didn't need him because they have O.J. Howard. Yeah, like, I don't understand that move. But, like, I, I don't see the Vikings winning this one just because Tom Brady at this point is going to have the offense down. Uh, it's probably going to be his offense, to be honest. Like, it's it probably won't be Bruce Arians. But, uh. Yeah, it's just going to be a loss there. Ian, go, man. All right, Jags, I'm not even going to acknowledge it. They're the worst team in the NFL. Um, Then the Bucks. I also have them losing. If it were in Minneapolis, I might give you a different answer. Um, But Tom Brady at home, nice Florida weather. He's got the home crowd hyping him up, like, if there's fans, uh, you know, looking like they'll be about – quarter capacity for fans. Um, I just, like, you know, again, game is one that's going to be won by shootout, and I just, with all the firepower that Tom Brady has, again, I love Kirk Cousins, and I'll take present-day Kirk Cousins over present-day Tom Brady. But the problem is, Kirk just does not have Brady's weapons. I, I Like, just bottom line, and I think that's where the Bucks take the win. Solid points. And then next we have what I believe will be the last regular season win for the Vikings versus Bears. I told you earlier, honestly, I think they're a pretty close matchup. I took the Bears earlier because they were at Soldier Field. Now at Minneapolis, like I'm taking I'm taking the Vikings at Minneapolis. Home field really was a sway for me there in that matchup. And yeah. I mean Dan. Yeah. Uh Vikings take the split here. Uh I mean They'll get the win at home. I, I do think that's like the sole reason is home field advantage. Nothing really else to say on that one. Yeah, home field I think is really what kind of sets the, the edge for the uh, the Vikings on this one. Um, as I stated earlier, that was really the only reason to give the Bears the win. Um, you know, you're in, in, indoors. Um, again, Vikings, for whatever reason, are just generally a lot better at home. So, got to give it to the uh, the Vikings on this one. And these next two, I think 
The first one I don't think can be argued. At New Orleans late in the season, I don't. Drew Brees firing on all cylinders. A lot of people are predicting an age drop-off. I don't see it just because of the way he plays and his play style. A lot of short intermediate throws. Obviously, still have Michael Thomas and Sean Payton to, like, twice, like, an offense. Like, you want to talk high-power offense, Saints, Alvin Kamara. I just don't see how you argue at Saints this late in the season. I think they'll be fighting for a playoff by at this point. So, like, I think the Saints pull this one out. At Lions, this one you could argue, but I do believe the Lions will play spoiler for the Vikings just because, you know, it's an interdivision game, rivalry late in the season. I think they're just going to try and, like, pull out a shocker against the Vikings. And I believe I gave them the win again earlier in the season because they were at Minneapolis. But at the Lions, again, I think home field advantage weighs me a bit here, and I give it to the Lions. So, yeah, Ian. I I disagree. I think that the Vikings are going to take this one out. I still don't believe in in Matt Patricia. I think Matt Stafford will be so done at this point because it's just his last game. He just wants to get out of Detroit. I don't think he's going to get, like, of all the games this year, I think this is the one he will give, like, the least crap about. And I just think he'll be done. The defense, all they really, like, you know, in terms of secondary, all they have is an unpolished Jeff Okuda. Um, you know, will he get some experience? Yeah, but I still don't think he's going to be incredible until his second year. Um, I do like Jeff Okuda a lot, but I, I just, they're, they're still just so incomplete, and they just seem like a bunch of scattered, like, good pieces. I shouldn't even say a bunch. They're just like a few scattered good pieces on that, that offense and defense. Dan closes out. Like. Yeah, uh, I have to say the same as Ian. Uh, obviously, Saints, they're, you're going to lose to them. But uh, Lions, they're, they're going to take the dub just because they the Vikings are obviously the better team. Lions don't have the coaching. They don't have the defensive power in order to stop the Vikings. So I just think the Vikings come out with the W. I got you. I mean, again, that Lions one you could argue about. I don't think any of us had anything. I love how you guys just didn't even bother to address the at Saints. You guys just nodded to me like that. I wanted to mention, they, by the way, they lose this one. Thank you to him. Cousins rolling, and then he throws, and Rudolph, can he one hand it? Yes! Touchdown! Man, oh man, it looked for a second like he was trying to throw it. Six of 13 for 71 yards. Under pressure, look out, and... Cousins, deep down the right side. Big hole! And they give it to the main man, and that's Cook, and he takes it in. On a fourth and goal. Receivers. You got Prescott, you get to the outside, and it's broken up! Kendricks breaks it up with four.